Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle Podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hi, everyone. This is Alexander Vitkin. I'm here with John Sonmez, and he's formerly known as the Simple Programmer. Uh, is, is that what your YouTube channel used to be called on, on uh, like a year ago or so? Yes. In fact, I restarted the YouTube channel. So there's a new Simple Programmer YouTube channel, uh, but I, I migrated over my the old channel to what my new channel called Bulldog Mindset. But, uh, but yeah, so basically very similar content though. Okay, awesome. I'm glad to hear that actually. And now you run both channels? Yeah, so now I run both channels. So there's mm -hmm. two separate brands. Simple Programmer still exists. It's still around. I'm, I'm still, I'm just not as involved in that as I was before mm -hmm. that company. But we have a big community and we still put out blog posts and, and like I said, still the YouTube videos. But I sort of shifted my focus to my personal development brand uh, called Bulldog Mindset. And that's what mm -hmm. I've been focusing on YouTube, on Instagram, on those, those type of things. I was, I was surprised when I saw you make the switch. Um, it, I think it was less than a year ago now. But uh, wh why did you make the switch? What, what, what caused you to switch back then from Simple Programmer to a more of a self-development brand? Well, you know, I think one of the things that, that has always been really important to me and, and I call this kind of your purpose in life, right? So I've got mm -hmm. this way of, of determining anyone's purpose in life, which is, is basically this. What, what you do is you say, whatever station I was in life, right? W whether mm -hmm. I was a janitor or I was the president of the United States or whatever it was, what is the one thing that you would do that no one could stop you from doing, right? And so mm -hmm. for me, what that is, is it doesn't matter. If I was a janitor, I'd be figuring out the best way to mop the fucking floor and I would be teaching other people how to do that, right? That would be what I'd be doing is I learn things that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about, and I teach it to other people and simplify it, right? That's, that's my purpose in life. And so what I found was that, you know, I have to follow where that goes, right, for me as, as a person. And so when I was a software developer, when I was working full time, when I was heavily involved in that world as a programmer, that, that was the thing. And I first started teaching people technical skills as I was learning those. And then as I started to learn communication and marketing yourself and those kind of uh, marketing skills, I started teaching those. And as I started to move into personal development and a lot more into fitness, I even started teaching those to software developers. Mm -hmm. But I kind of reached this point where my interest and what I was doing had nothing really to do so much with software development. It was more about personal development and teaching people. And yes, my audience was software developers, but I felt like I needed to move on and create a new brand and, and have a new start where I could be 100% you know, focused and, and devoted to, to what lights me up, what, what I'm passionate about right now and, and to be able to teach that. So I decided to take Simple Programmer and my business partner, he became the CEO. So he's running it right now and I'm still involved in it, right? I'm still, still doing some things, but my main focus shifted over to the thing that I'm currently pursuing now. And that's, to me, that's, it's critical because if I'm not doing that, I'm not really fulfilling my purpose. I need to be teaching the things that I'm learning, the te teaching the things that I'm passionate about, that I'm, you know, f pursuing in my life. That makes sense. And how, how's your business running now? Like, like 
a lot of people watching this, they're interested in um, growing a business and they're interested mm -hmm. in how well other people are doing. Uh, what are you able to share about your business now? Like what are some interesting facts, just maybe financial facts, maybe achievements, maybe book sales, you know, that kind of stuff. What is, what is the most interesting and impressive stuff that you've achieved so far? If you don't mind oh, sure. me asking. Yeah, no, I'm an open book. I'll, I'll tell you anything financial, anything about the business. So yeah. So right now, simple programmer is doing, still doing really well on average. We do about 40 to 50 K a month of revenue mm -hmm. and uh, almost all of that's profit. It's like probably like a 90% profit margin because there's really not much overhead uh, of, of the revenue. A large portion comes from product sales and book sales, right? So product sales would be digital courses that we still sell and our community. We have a simple programmer community now that's like a yearly membership. And the book sales, I've got a book called The Complete Software Developer's Career Guide. I'll, I'll I was going to grab it, but anyway, uh, that book is doing around eight to ten thousand dollars a month of of sale of profit from from sales on Amazon, especially the audio version. And then we get some of our revenue from advertising, so sponsorship deals on the YouTube channel and in the newsletter, the email mm -hmm. newsletter, and then the rest of it mostly comes from affiliate deals. So that's, that's pretty much the, the business model there. Right now, the, the blog still generates about 250 to 300,000 visitors a month. So that's a big source wow. of our traffic. And we, we you know, end up getting a few hundred email signups per day, which wow. is the that's, business model. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of uh, free emails. That, that's very impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and, and that's, that's the key. And that's one thing, you know, with, with simple programmer, one of the things that, that we focus on, we don't do any paid advertising, uh, maybe just a tiny bit on the Amazon for the book, just because it's like, it's a no brainer there, but almost everything is organic, right? So we just have a constant stream of traffic that, that we're, that we're getting. We've got a content team now that a lot of writers from the audience they write a lot of the blog posts and, and we put out that, that content and yeah. And so we, we have this constant stream of people that are, that are coming in and it's great, you know, because we don't have to, you know, there's the, the problem I think with, again, a lot of people are successful doing this, but one of the things I've, I've always valued is kind of a core philosophy of the business is mm -hmm. automation. I want stuff to be automatically coming in. I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to worry about what happens. You know, do we have to constantly be putting out ads and, mm -hmm. and, and paying for that, right? I, I want it to be as much automated as possible. That, that's what I really was impressed about when I first heard of how you're running your business is how much automation there really is compared mm -hmm. to others in the industry. And if you compare yourself well, if we compare your business, for example, to a lot of YouTubers, you actually have a business and they just rely on some ad revenue, which is a couple of hundred bucks for an audience size of, of like what, what you have, for example, I estimate, right? So, so your business model, it, it really like, it's very impressive high, how high the profit margin is and how little like manual labor is required for delivery because it's product business essentially. So, so I, I guess I guess what most people watching this would be most interested in is is how did you create this level of automation where you can spend most of your life doing what you actually want to do uh, and 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 not tr trying to mechanically deliver services right so so because you used to do that right you used to deliver services you used to be uh, were you a freelancer before or an employee or 
I was an employee for about 15 years and then I started doing a lot of freelance work, you know, hourly, hourly consulting while I was, while I was growing up the business. And, and how did you um, figure out this level of automation and how did you make it work where it's an actual repeatable process? So actually I almost quit. I almost quit simple programmer. I think it was probably about three years ago, maybe a little bit longer. And because what I was doing was it was just me, right? So I was, I was on this big content treadmill, right? And I still believe in producing a lot of content being prolific is really important, but I was writing blog posts every single week, editing the blog posts, putting the images in, doing all that. I was recording a podcast and editing the podcast and putting it up. And I was doing YouTube videos and editing the videos and, you know, recording them, all that stuff, as well as sending an email out every single week and doing the sales and doing all of this stuff, just like a, a huge amount of content that I was putting out every, every single week. And it, I, I got to the point where I'm like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? I mean, I'm making decent money, but mm -hmm. at the same time I'm working my ass off. And if I stop working, this whole content engine goes, you know, grinds to a halt. So mm -hmm. I was, I was pretty much, you know, I have this, this group that I was, that, that I'm part of called Entreprogrammers, which we do like a, a weekly podcast where we kind of reveal the, the ins and outs of all of our, our business, right? It's all a bunch of developers that like three or four of us that uh, became entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I was talking with them and, and that kind of gave me a little bit of moral support, but, but I was really just like drowning. I was, I was talking to them and telling them, look, I, I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna pack it in I've got my real estate investments. I'm making some passive yeah. income from those. I'm, I don't need to work. I don't need to do this job, right? And, and finally, though, I, I found this book called uh, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, yeah. right? <laughs> and I, read, I listened to the audio version of that book while I'm running. And that book saved my life, right? Because that, like, I realized that I needed to hire someone that I could take everything I was doing, even the stuff that I didn't think it was possible for someone else to do, mm -hmm. like answering my email, right? And I could system systematize it because it's all heuristics, right? It's all some kind of heuristic that like, how do I answer my emails, right? I mean, you go, you see, that seems like a non-automatable process, but mm -hmm. there's certain types of emails, right? And they, and I respond to them in certain ways. And the ones that take more complex responses. I have a thought process that I go through and I, and I go through this process. And if someone understands what my process is and what the heuristics I use in order to answer those emails, they could do that, uh, you know, pretty efficiently, or maybe there's like a small percentage that I have to answer, but 95% of them could be, be handled. Right. So I started going through my business and I started, the first thing I did was I made everything into a process and I did it myself, but I, but I recorded the process that I was doing step by step. This is how you edit a video. Okay. This is how you record a podcast and edit a podcast. And this is how you write the blog post. And, and I made it systematic. So, you know, for example, with a blog post, what I would do is I would kind of write the blog post and throw some images in there and throw the links in there and, you know, and then, and, and put it up and schedule it. And, and, and so that was no good, right? Instead, what I said was, okay, I'm going to take a blank Google doc every time and I'm going to write the blog post. Right. Mm. And then the next step will be that after the blog post is written, I'm going to edit it. 
And then the next step will be, I'm going to add images to the blog post. Three images, you know, or I had like a rule for every thousand words, one image, okay? And then the next step was, I'm gonna go and hyperlink and I wanna add at least three Amazon affiliate links into the blog post every single time, right? And then I can schedule it, right? And so I had that process now. And now what I, what I realized from that process was that the only thing I really needed to do was write it. In fact, I didn't even really need to write it. But for, for, for me right now, producing the content, having my voice, all I had to do was write it. I could hire someone to do all the rest of the steps in that process. The same thing with editing videos. So what I ended up doing was I hired a personal assistant to start taking on some of these tasks, right? Just a little bit of it. Just a little bit of the process. Train them on the process. Eventually, I ended up getting someone to do my videos, which was a huge amount of the work because I'm doing two videos a day. And I was able to scale that up more and I got him to take over the process and to mm -hmm. execute everything so that the only thing I had to do to get videos out every week was just record the videos, right? So that's all I do now is I just record the videos, drop them in Dropbox and everything else is handled from there. And so I got to this point where I went from, you know, being stuck in the business, working 60, 70 hour weeks every week trying to produce all this content to where I could basically get everything I needed to get done as far as, and, and still me producing the content in one day. And so I was able to, that very year, I ended up traveling Europe and, you know, for three mm. months and I just worked on Fridays. That was it. Wow. That, that's awesome. I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding about, for example, just working Fridays or just working a certain amount of hours a week that that's very low. I think they, they think they can set up a life where they can just do that and they're going to be happy and they're going to travel and the, their income is going to keep going up. Do you think that it's based on what you've done? Cause you've done, you've achieved much, you've achieved this at a much higher level than most people have achieved. Right. Do you think all of these things combined are possible? So growth so, and only, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a, a lot of misconceptions. There. There's a lot mm -hmm. of wrong thinking in, in that for, for, for a few different reasons. Okay. The first one is this, if you think just working a few hours a week is going to make you happy and fulfilled in life, <laughs> you are wrong because happiness is hard work. I'll tell you this right mm -hmm. now, like happiness equals hard work. Now it doesn't mean that you're busting ass all the time. It doesn't mean you never take a break or never take a vacation, but if your goal in life is to get to the point where you can quote retire and sip margaritas on the beach and just have a fun life and play video games. Oh man, you are in for, and, and I'm, I'm speaking this from personal experience because even though I have this business, even though the business generates income that, that is passive that I could live off of before I hit that point, I already hit financial freedom from real estate investing and from mm. doing Pluralsight courses online and getting royalties from those. And I, when I first hit that point, okay, that was my goal in life since I was like 20 years old is I wanted to become financially free and be able to just like live on the beach and play video games all day. Okay. That mm. was it. That's what I strive for. When I hit that goal and, and I tried it for two months, I was miserable. Horribly yeah. Yeah. I had no purpose in life. I had no, nothing that I had to do. And it was just the most horrible thing. And so, so many people are striving for that. And, you know, you know, in the, in the last couple of weeks, I've been busting ass, right? Last probably four weeks, just I've been on the Pomodoro doing like 10 to 12 Pomodoro a day, Pomodori a day. 
and just just kicking ass with this bulldog mindset brand as I'm, I'm building it up. And I am feeling better, more energized, better than ever before. I'm also training for a marathon, running 50 miles a week, right? Hitting the gym hard. Like I'm just, my days are just crazy and I feel great, right? And so, you know, so, so that's the first, I think, m mistake in the thinking is that thinking that you're going to, you know, have this, this luxury life is going to make you happy. It, it's wrong. It's wrong. And now with that said, I go and I take like two or three months out of the year and I have fun and I vacation. I was, you know, we met up in Barcelona. That was part yeah. of my, my trip. I was there for a month. I didn't do any work. Basically, I just recorded a couple of videos. That's it. Okay. And, and that's great. And that's fun. And, and, and you can do that and, and enjoy that, but you don't want to live your life that way. Working hard is, is going to be the thing that's going to fulfill you more than in life than anything else is kicking ass mm -hmm. and working hard. So don't take that out of your life. You know, and, and, and the hard thing becomes when you start to achieve those goals, because for me, it was like, well, what do I want? I got everything I want. I have plenty of money. I don't have to ever work again. Right. I, 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 you know, there's really not much that I want, uh, but, but I had to set higher goals. I had to, that's why I'm running a marathon, right. Trying to get under four hours. Now, like I, and I, I ran one last year and I'm, I'm building up this brand. I, I want to reach more people, right. I'm, I'm sending these goals so that I have something to work towards because that is what is fulfilling in life. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing I'd say is this, is that, Yes, you can create a business where you can work the four hours a week. It, it's totally possible. In my business right now, I could work almost zero hours per week and, and still hmm. make money in, in, for the next 10 years, right? With, with something like Simple Programmer, right? Very, very minimal involvement, but it won't grow. That's the thing. It's like, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's not possible to have a business that, that grows organically, even with, with minor work. Some people have, have done that, but in general, right? If I want to make the business grow, I have to be there working hard. So I have to be there working the 40, 50 hour weeks in order to, to grow it. Right. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I do those cycles where, you know, seven, eight months of the year, I'm busting ass. I'm working hard. I'm growing the business. And then I'm kind of, you know, taking a month, two months, three months off and relaxing to be able to in, enjoy that, that hard work. And, and because I, I don't need to, but if you're, if you think that you're going to create a business where you're going to work for four hours a week and it's going to grow, it, it's just, it's just silly. It, it doesn't make any sense, right? You can get to the point where you can put a business on autopilot and work four hours a week. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Even less than that, to be honest with you, but just don't expect it to grow during that, that time because growing it requires nurturing. It requires, right? And, and even if it did grow, it's definitely not going to grow as fast as if you can put in that time. And, and here's the thing that you should really be striving for. I think that most, most people that, that have this kind of goal is you should strive to make it so that you can run the business in four hours a week and then go ahead and spend the other 40 hours a week or 36 hours a week making it grow. That's, that's the best because so many people spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week, just maintaining the business. That's no good. There's no time for growth. You're working in the business instead of on the business, right? Again, I could go back to, to E-Myth Revisited, you know, or, or Built to Sell, you know, both of those books talk about this very, very, very same concept, but, but that's, I think that's the key, right? And, and so many people have this, this wrong, they're shooting for the wrong goal and then, they they when they get there they don't understand that that's not <laughs> that's not the thing that's going to continue to grow the business you, you, it, it's great it's fine automation is, is awesome i'm 100 percent for automation but realize that it's not going to make you happy <laughs> and mm -hmm. 
and, and it's not going to grow your business effectively either. Okay. And another thing I've noticed about your business. So, so, so that is, I think that's a great way of looking at it by the way. And I agree with every single thing that you said. Mm. And I think that absolutely destroys a lot of, uh, beliefs that people seem to have, especially after reading books and misunderstanding books, like for our work week. So exactly. thanks for cleaning that up uh, for everyone. So another thing that I've noticed about you is you're able to produce content like a waterfall, basically. And, it, and, it's, and it's no one does two videos a day, right? There are people out there, but you could count them on one hand. Mm. And I'm not talking about entertainers. I mean, people who actually produce content like self-development and business and career advice. Uh, how do you, how do you create so much content? I, I honestly, I've, I've made maybe five, 600 videos in my life in four years. And I think that's a lot, but what you're doing is on a yearly basis, 700 videos, right? So how do you, how do you stay fresh? How do you stay on top of that? How do you stay interested in that? So there's a few things. The, the I'll give you the kind of the cornerstone first, right? I think the most essential thing is that, and this is kind of a philosophy that, that, I, that I live by in life is that uh, is the quota system is that I make things life or death, right? Mm. If you commit, right? I think one of the, the key secrets in life is just committing, fully committing, right? If you commit to making two videos a day, you can do it. Anyone mm. can do it if you commit to it. Now, and I don't mean 99% committed. I mean 100%. If you, because there's a huge, there's a huge gap between 99% committed and 100% committed, and that makes all the difference in the world. And when, you know, for, to make two videos a day to produce those videos, I am committed. It's life or death for me. I must do this. I don't have any other option. I don't see any other option. I treat a lot of things in life as life or death. And that's what, what makes it happen. And if you are committed to that level, you will find a way to, to make that happen. Okay. And so that, that's number one. And then, number, and then, you know, to give more pragmatic advice, how, how does it end up working out? Well, you know, from that commitment flows the ingenuity of figuring out how do you do this, right? Uh, one of the big things that, that helps me is having a lot of input, right? So I listen to, I run like 40, 50 miles a week and, uh, and I'm in the gym probably six hours a week lifting. And so during that time, I'm listening to audiobooks. I'm, I'm mostly listening, when I'm running, I'm listening to audiobooks at 3X or 3.5X speed. And when I'm in the gym, it's like 2x speed because you have to focus more. When you're running, you can just, you know, you can focus on, on the audio. So I end up getting through maybe two to three audiobooks a week. And that's a lot of input that's coming into me, right? Those are uh, a, lo a lot of inspiration, a lot of things to think about and ponder. And so that, that gives me a good outflow, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing is that I have a lot of questions coming in, right? As, as you start to build the audience, a lot of people are emailing me questions and I organize those. And then every time that I'm thinking of things, right? When I'm, I spend a lot of time in self-thought, just in philosophical thought and, and pondering things and really, really think about, you know, why things happen and, and why I, you know, I observe people and I observe myself and I, and I think a lot of times about why do I do the things that I'm doing? Why do other people do the things that they're doing? And I'll take notes on those things. I'll, I'll think, okay, this would be a great video. Okay. This is a great question. Right. And so I have a Trello board where I'm, I'm putting all of that stuff. So I'm saving it up. And you know, the thing is, if you think about it, right, could you come up with two, two great, like thinking points per day or, or two mm -hmm. questions per day or two insights per day, right? It's, it's really not that, that difficult, right? And, and you think about it again, there's other people that, that do this, maybe not so with videos, 
But newspaper reporters, right? They have to produce a quota, right? Sometimes they have to make an article a day or, you know, or a couple of articles a day, especially for big blogs like Engadget and like you know, those, those tech blogs. Some of those writers, they write like three or four articles a day, articles, right? And so they have to come up with the topics and they have to do this every day. And it's because they're required because they must do it that they, they figure out a way to do that. So sometimes, you know, constraints give us the best creativity, right? If, if you just sat down and said, can I make videos, right? You, you'd probably run out of topics, but if you have to, if you're constrained, if you must produce two per day, you're going to figure out some way to do that. So that's, that's basically what I do. And, you know, and sometimes some of my videos, it's just, I'm turning on the camera. I'm like, I gonna, I have to make a video today. So I got to just think of a topic right now on the spot. And, and there's yeah. always something. And so, some of my videos are, man, some days you, you just, you're, you're, you're roadblocked. Like your, your mind is blocked and you can't come up with something, but what do you do? And that's always a great video topic is to talk about, I'm going to fucking do it anyway, right? <laughs> I'm making this video. This video might suck. You might be watching this video right now thinking John is just talking about bullshit and he didn't even come up with an idea for a video, but that's the whole point is that he did it anyway. He forced himself to, to push forward regardless of, of whatever constraints were there. So uh, that's that's kind of the way that that I, that I look at it and, and I'm able to to do it Okay, uh, what I found happened and I did much less volume than you and I was uh, For full disclosure. I was running a service business as well at the time um, And creating content. So what ended up happening was the content took over my entire life so when I was for example consulting someone the only thing that I could think about was uh, in the back of my mind is how do I turn this into content? And I went on a, when I went on dinners, it's how do I, like, who do I go on a dinner with that I can, that I can use that as content? I have a conversation with anyone, even my grandma, you know, and, oh, oh, is this a topic? That's the only thing that I could think of for something like three years in a row. Have you experienced something like this or is, is this just me or what? what and if, if you have experiences, how did you solve that? If you yeah, did. definitely, definitely, definitely experience it. Uh, there's, there's a few things I, I would say that, that, that I've done. Well, well, one of them, let me back up a little bit and say also, because I feel like I was a little bit unfair because there is another piece that I, that I didn't, that I didn't give you as, as producing a high rapid you know, amount of content, which was having the system in place. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but obviously I couldn't do this if I had to edit my own videos, if I had to yeah. like, if I can just record a video, literally pull out my phone, record a video and drop it in Dropbox, that makes things a lot easier. So having a system and having the process in place, critical. Now, as far as, as like feeling like you need to make content all the time, one of the solutions that I have, in fact, what, what I'm doing right now is I used to record two videos every day and record them every day. And, and sometimes I still do it on the spur of the moment. You know, I, I give myself that flexibility. But like today, I've made Monday my content production day. So yes. I have a YouTube Trello board that has my videos and the categories, and I've already planned them out for wow. the week. And I'm gonna just hammer through and record all 14. I'm actually gonna record 15 videos today and have 15 videos done. Now, I still might record a couple other videos just on the fly, just as I'm walking on the street as I have ideas. But I've done this before also where I've hired a professional videographer and we've recorded 40 videos in a day. Just like a five hour day of just shoot, 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 shoot video, no cuts, just go, right? 
And so again, not everyone can work at that clip, but at the same time, another piece of this is, guess what happens when you record 2000 videos? You get good where you don't need to do any kind of retakes at all, where you just first take them all and you make it easier on your editor because you become better at just shooting video, right? And you become better at coming up with topics and talking on the fly. So as you do a large volume, right? What, that's one of the benefits of being prolific is that you gain massive amounts of experience, right? Mm -hmm. Very few people in the world have shot as many videos as I've shot. So I have a lot more experience than most people. And so I've had time to perfect and to become better at doing this sort of video on the fly type of thing. So, uh, but with that said, again, you know, some of the techniques is, is to batch things up so that you, you don't have, right. If, if you're thinking about conversations with people, I very rarely, you know, I see a lot of people do this and I love the format and I think it's great, but I see a lot of people that are like at dinners and stuff and they'll turn on the phone and they'll start recording and recording a conversation. And I just can't do that. Cause it, it, it like, then I'm thinking about it all the time and then it pulls me out of it and it just feels like it just doesn't feel right to me. Like if I had a videographer following me around capturing my conversations, that'd be great. I'd, I'd love that. But instead what I do is I just think, I just think, okay, this might make a great video topic in the future. And then I just pull out my phone real quick and I go to my drafts app and I just type in there the name of the topic. And then I just continue the conversation. Now I've got it captured. And even though I'm not capturing the original conversation, I can go back and process that later. And I can, I can talk about what we talked about in that discussion. So mm -hmm. th that's sort of how I, I manage that rather than trying to capture the, all these moments on the fly. It's, it's, it's too difficult. I feel like it. And then again, like you're not fully present when, when you're doing that. If I know that again, you know, I think one of the, one of the excellent productivity systems, you know, was getting things done. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, but, but the key of getting things done was, had everything to do with the idea that you're taking the, the, the shit that's in your mind and you're putting it somewhere where you trust. Yeah. Right. So I, that's, that's the key element here is again, like with that whole thing, the reason why a lot of people might feel stressed and feel like they got to be always producing or, or capturing the content is because they feel like they're going to miss it. But if you have a system and you know that, okay, as soon as I think of a topic idea, I think this would be good. I can just stop for one second and I can just drop it on my Trello board or just whatever it is. And you've got that system and you trust that system that you're going to capture everything. Then you don't have to worry about it and, and you can, you, you can relax your mind, but it, it's definitely a struggle, right? I mean, even today I struggle with that sometimes with Instagram because I need to capture some photos and I need to capture some, some stuff for, for that. And it's a little bit harder. Like I can't sit there and batch up a bunch of Instagram photos. <laughs> well, I batch up yeah. like the, 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 the scheduling of them now, but when I'm out and about, I have to remind myself all the time, Hey, you need to be taking photos. So, yeah. And do, just briefly, you have a method where you're going for a run every day. I assume this also contributes to product, uh, creativity and, and, and productivity as well, right? Of, of the, the exercising? the Yes, yes. I believe so. Yeah. Like I said, I, a lot of it is this, the schooling, just the, the input that is coming into me from, from listening to audiobooks while I'm running. But I think there's an element to the physical exercise yeah. of it too that just, you know, there's a lot of studies that, back this up that getting out there and moving helps to 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 simulate the creativity in your mind so in case anyone's watching this you can't tell right this minute but uh john is basically jacked so 
you know. <laughs> All right. So for for much more than an average developer, let's just say it like that. Uh, um, but yeah. So what what else is interesting about your business? So um, you have. Do you still do? Uh, services or you have you switched completely to products now because you mentioned your profit margins before it sounds like you're not doing services anymore right yeah I mean the simple programmer itself we really don't do any services there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's pretty much nothing that we do service wise M me myself under the bulldog mindset brand I do some coaching and some consulting but on a very limited basis and I mean I make the, the costs extremely high so that I, I don't have so so one I'm not tempted right mm -hmm. to just fill up my, my schedule and two that I can be very selective with with who I take on so right mm -hmm. now like if you want co like I do coaching for three thousand dollars a month for two one-hour Skype calls and that's it and, and some email okay. support but and I only take on usually three clients at, at any given time and so sometimes I'll go out and I'll do some consulting, you know, to help people to build brand and marketing like businesses as well. But for the most, but again, if I'm doing that, I'm charging around the same. I'm charging around a thousand bucks an hour to do that work uh, because I don't want to be doing that. I, you know, I want to be creating content, creating things yeah. that, that live on. Even, even at that high rate, it's still, I still have to judge like do i really want to be spending these hours doing this because again the, the goal at least my goal is not just accumulation of wealth i already have enough money i can live you know it, it's it's more about like creating this legacy it's more about reaching the people it's more about reaching my goal which, which you know money's great i'm not gonna knock money but at the same time it, it's you know that short term is not really helping me to like it, i always ask the question is this growing the business right mm -hmm. And, and the video also, if you upload a podcast or a video or anything like that, it's there forever. So exactly. even if one person, new person watches it per day, that's one extra life influenced for years probably. Whereas with coaching, of course, it's very valuable to the individual. However, it, it, it's, it's one time value that is produced for one individual that he can keep using forever in his life, right? But 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 with videos, uh, I I think the videos have higher leverage if your if your goal is really like to change people's lives, uh, that's what I think currently. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And, and a lot. In fact, you'll find that a lot of the coaching clients that I do actually take on are ones that are building a brand and and reaching other people, so that mm -hmm. at least there's that secondary effect. So I'm not wow. just teaching someone how to make money. I'm teaching them how to build an audience and how to inspire that audience and how to you know, reach other people. And one of the things I always ask them is I say, hey, pass this on, right? You, yeah. you know, share what you're learning, right? Because that's, that's the real value. You know, that, that's, that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I wanna see you succeed so that we're making a bigger impact together. Right. I don't want to just, I'm not just doing this to make you money or to make me money. Interesting. So can we talk about business models for developers? Yes. So, yep. so currently um, there seems to be a plateau that the SaaS industry has hit. Are you uh, looking into the SaaS industry at all? Like, are you interested in this and are you looking into this a lot? I haven't been that much. I, I would like to build build a SaaS app. I've got mm -hmm. some ideas definitely with my time scheduling, the way that I do the, the Pomodoro technique has, mm -hmm. has been pretty popular. So I was thinking about creating something along those lines, but, but I haven't really gotten my foot wet into the, the SaaS 
space yet. Okay, so so what should developers do now when they want to exit jobs and go into entrepreneurship? What choice do they have? Like, what what opportunities are there out there? I think there's there's still a lot. I mean, there's pretty much anything that you want to do, you can make money at, right? The, the 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 professional video gamers on YouTube have proven this, right? Everyone said, oh, you can't just like eat pizza for you know and 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 have people watch you eat pizza and and make a living but actually that's true now because there's that blake have you seen this blake guy blake 201 oh there's there's thousands of them uh i don't know about pizza but there's thousands of them oh yeah gaming thing right like like people are watching them eat food so and and oh oh, just food just food not not even gaming not even gaming just watching them eat food Right, you can find this on on YouTube, and there's there's a guy I was following on Instagram that eats these big four thousand calorie meals once a day. You know, he, he very similar to, to what I do, but maybe not four thousand calories. But anyway, he's making a lot of money just just doing that, right? So, so you know, I I guess you know what I'm saying here is is that not necessarily that you should do those things, but realize that if you're willing to put in the work and the effort, and these guys have put in the work and the effort. I mean, you look at something like PewDiePie you know, the professional video gamers on, on YouTube and these guys, they're, they're putting a lot of work, making these videos, editing these videos, you know, creating membership sites, having a business model a lot of times beyond this. But if you're willing to put in the work, it doesn't really matter what you do. You're going to be able to find success at it, whether it be on YouTube, producing content or Instagram or Mm -hmm. creating a SaaS or, you know, it's a it's a matter of putting in the work. So my, my advice is this is, is first of all, while you've got the regular job, you need to be starting your business without quitting your job. Okay. So many people, they do this stupid thing. It's so stupid. They save up like six months worth of salary or whatever, and they quit their job and they're like, I'm going to start my startup. So many reasons why this is bad. Most likely the outcome is going to be this. You're going to be sitting in Starbucks writing your app, but you're not actually going to write the app because it's really hard to actually build a business or to do anything when you have a gun to your head and you've got a gun to your head, you're going to procrastinate and you're not going to do shit. That's what most people do is that they just, they have these dreams. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you're most likely going to fail at the first thing that you try <laughs> and you're going to fail bad. You're going to biff it. Okay. So expect to biff it. And so if you give yourself, you have to give yourself enough runway. If you were like, oh, I'm going to save up six months of my salary or I'm going to take a mortgage on my house or, you know, get a, a home equity line of credit or whatever it is, or max on my credit cards. And I, and I got this one shot. That's ridiculous. Even, even professional skydivers have a backup shoot. Like it's so stupid mm-hmm. to only to like one shot to risk your whole life on the one shot on something that you don't have any experience in and you're not even good at and just think you're going to be successful. Horrible, horrible shot. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Okay. And then the third one is this, is that, you don't know what it is to work right now. Cause okay. If you're working a regular job, all right. If you're working for someone else, I'm sorry. Like you may think that you're a hard worker and you're busting ass. You don't know what it is to work yet. Okay. And here's a good test for you is work your regular job, bust ass at your regular job, then go home and work another four to five hours. And that's what a real entrepreneur's life is like, because it's, it's all, it's that much time right? You got to push yeah. the boulder up the hill. Like the, everyone's got to pay their dues. The first two or three years of your entrepreneurial life, uh, you know, I, I don't care who you are, you're going to be working 15 hour days as the norm, 
right? And it's going to be hard work. And, you know, when you're sitting at your job working, right, it's like, hey, you chat with the coworkers, you, you know, you're like take an hour and a half lunch or whatever. You're like, I'll, I'll do a little bit of code, right? You're having fun. It's a good time, right? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're having some beer. It's totally different when you're building your business, when it's just you sitting there and you don't get paid if you don't work and you might not ever get paid in the future anyway and you've just got to bust ass and really actual work, you're going to know what real work is. So it's a good trial run because if you can't work your eight hour day at work and then come home and work four to five hours and then work eight to 10 hours again on weekends on your own thing to grow it up, then don't be an entrepreneur because it's not for you because you're not going to make it. Because if you quit your job now and you think you're going to work eight hours a day at your new entrepreneurial business, you're going to work four. You're going to work three. You're not going to make it. You're going to just, you're going actual, to die out. Actual work, like on the clock work, you know, like, like, like as, as if you're a lawyer who gets paid by the hour work and someone's looking over your shoulder, that, that's real work, right? Like, or what do you define as real work? Just so we're clear. Yeah, real work is work that I think you're, the lawyer example is a great one yeah. where you would actually bill a client for this work, right? It's not goofing around, it's busting ass, it's working focus, it's what Cal Newport would call deep work, right? Yeah. Great book. And it's like, if you watch my video on how I plan my week doing the Pomodoro technique, it's focus work. It's where you're focusing on those Pomodoro and you're, you're just focused on that one task, right? It's hard. The, the most that most people can do of, of like really deep work is four to five hours a day. But so you're going to max your deep work out and then you're going to be doing a bunch of other work beyond that. That's not going to be deep work, but it's, it's going to be a lot of time. So I always recommend that you do that first. And then you start that, that side business on the side. Mm -hmm. And then the point where you quit your job is not when you replace your income. It's when yeah. you replace your expenses. Okay. So mm -hmm. you get to the point where, so there's, you know, if you want to get there quicker, reduce your expenses. Okay. So, you know, sell that. I'm sorry, but you, you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be financially free and, and, and not work for the man. Um, you're, you're going to have to get rid of that car that has a car payment. Uh, you're going to have to downsize the house so you don't have a very big mortgage, maybe move in with some roommates, right? Like get to the point, like if your expenses are $2,000 a month, then all your business needs to generate is $2,000 a month and you can give your boss a finger, although you might want to maybe want to save that bridge for if you need it later. But, uh, but you know, you can, you can quit and you can work full time on your, on your side gig. It doesn't, I mean, a lot of software engineers, they're making a hundred thousand, 120, $150,000 yeah. a year, you know, more than that. And they're like, well, you know, I can't quit until I'm, my business is make your business part-time is not going to be making that. I'm sorry. Like you need to figure out what is the minimum that you can scrape by and live off of if you're serious about this. And when you hit that point, then you can cross over and you can do that. And, and so that might only be, you know, 30 or $40,000 a year. Right. And that's, that's an easy exit point. You can quit your job and you can focus a hundred percent of the business. And then, and then, you know, in six years, you'll be making more than you're making as a software developer, right? Cause you're, you're as a software developer, you've, you've got a cap. Even as a freelancer, even if you can build $300 an hour, you still got a cap. You're still not going to make more than $500,000 a year. But as an entrepreneur, you can make, there's, there's, no, there's no limit. So that's, that's the thing. And, and the last thing I'd say about this is that none of this is guaranteed. <laughs> you can follow exactly what I'm saying. You can do it to the T. You can work your ass off, right? And the only thing you can do is increase the probability of success. But there's everything. There's a really good book by Annie Duke, who was a professional poker player called Thinking in Bets. 
And, you know, if you read that book, you, you, you can understand this concept, but everything is a combination of skill plus luck, right? Yes. And, and it's, it's what the ratio is, you know, poker has a very large percentage luck, but also, you know, decent percentage skill and entrepreneurship probably, you know, has a, a pretty high percentage skill or hard work and, and a smaller percentage luck, but you still need the luck factor. Uh, and, and so that's, that's the thing. And that, that can drown you, that can kill you. But, you know, if you, if you want to go for it, this is how, how you do it. And you just got to realize that the best thing that you can do is increase the odds. Yeah, I agree with this. I've seen guys move to Silicon Valley, San Francisco, New York, and so on and so forth. They move there, they get a six-figure job, and then like, okay, so I'm working 12 hours a day on this six-figure job, and in the evening, I'm going to build an app or a SaaS, and then I'm going to launch it somehow, and then once it's replacing my income, which I need for my $5,000 rent, then I can actually focus on that full-time. But yeah, with the $5,000 rent, I need another 2,500 for food and basic living expenses. So it's actually not 5K, it's much more than that. And then I need to invest in the app and I need to invest in a designer, a UI guy and a marketer. And basically it, it, it's five years later, nothing is done. Yeah, They just have a better job, but not too good of a job because they spend a lot of time focused on business in their spare time. So they didn't really progress in their career as someone who focused hundred percent on their job. So, so they lose in both ways. And I, I do agree with you that, that they're setting their goals wrong and they're also living in the wrong place right. in many ways, if you want to bootstrap a business. So, so that's just, you know, uh, I, I fully agree with that. So, so, uh, so how can people reach you? Like, what is a good way to follow you, to watch your content and get in touch with you? The best, best way is probably just on YouTube to look for Bulldog Mindset. That's, mm -hmm. that's where a majority of my content is. I'm on Instagram now, just starting to grow on Instagram. So I'm putting out, I just started getting my schedule in place. So I should be putting out six posts a week now on Instagram. I got it all scheduled for this week. So you can find me on there as well. And you can email me at john at bulldogmindset.com. Again, if you try to reach out to me, like email wise, probably my personal assistant will contact you. Sometimes I'll, you know, the, the best thing most likely is that I'll take your, your email and I'll put it into my Trello board and make a video. So this way, you know, I don't like to answer emails individually. I like to answer the email and have it benefit everyone, make, make yeah. content out of it. So. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.